Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sutherland Girls. My name is Brittany. And I'm Shannon. I almost forgot to say my name just now because we haven't done this in a while. We're so bad this year. You know what I was going to say? Am I supposed to be listening to me or you? You're supposed to be able to hear yourself and know if you're really loud that you need to not talk as loud. That's so nice the way you put that. (laughs) That's me fully unedited. I'm not loud anymore. Sometimes people will ask me, they'll be like, what were you like when you used to drink? And I'm like, loud, loud, and they're very like, oh, loud. That's not. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you think I'm loud now? I mean, that's the comment all my family would say. Yeah, you're so loud. Yeah, I remember. I remember like when I was like cuddly with you, and I would lay with you on the couch, and you would watch football, and you're like, and I'm half asleep like oh my gosh well, you scared me and you're like sorry the TV about football yeah but i scare the dog yeah you scare the dog just as much as you scared me as a child <laughs> <laughs> i'm very passionate yeah yes you are <laughs> anyways so today's episode um we're gonna well i'm gonna talk about liam's brewery event event um, which I feel like we, I just said event, event, because I, the I know, E means it, we, event, but it's like, <laughs> sorry, could you hear that? No, I can't hear you. You could hear you. Oh. Dixie, you're going to have to go away. We're working. They don't know. They can't hear her. They can hear you though. <laughs> can you hear that? I can't hear you. You can, <laughs> you can hear you. Okay, go ahead. We're on the portable recorder. Take two. two. Dixie goes to town. I'm not editing this out because I don't have time to edit anymore. It's fine. This is what people like. So remember when we used to say that our episodes were unfiltered? They were filtered. They were 100% filtered. Come on. Now they are extremely unfiltered because I don't got no time for that. I mean, we told stuff that we had never told people before. Yeah. But as far as true, authentic, unfiltered, no. No. Um, so here we go. Anyways, so... Do you want gonna, me to put her away? Yes, please. Um, someone had asked me, and they were like, uh, are you a dog person? And I was like, no. And they're like, why? And I said, well, I mean, I love dogs, but I'm not a You're person not a dog who person. wants You're to You're not going to walk up and say hi to other people's dogs. No, I will. That's a dog person. But I don't want, I don't want to own one. I'm, it's like the ant role where you like get to have fun with the dog, and then you get to leave. Uh, but it's like that with yeah i'm like that with dogs anyways well i definitely wouldn't want a pet when i had a baby it's a lot of work yeah the two cats are a lot anyways so um going to the brewery yeah let's go back to may it it was in may he was four months old or three months old uh he was about to be he was almost four months four old. Four months old. Okay. So it happened on the 21st. Um, so take us back to that night. So it was a Sunday night, and we're all preparing for the work day, uh, the next day, Monday. And we're getting him ready for bed. That means, like, okay, after feeding him dinner, then it's bath time, then it's bedtime, getting him ready, putting the lavender lotion on, putting his pajamas on, putting the 
like sleep suit on him um and this was yeah, the sleep suit that you put on him was that full one with the arms and everything yeah it was the arms and legs it's called the i think it's dr martin or magic oh, that's right magic martin suit yeah magic I think. um it's basically like a pillow mm-hmm. around each part of the baby like the arms the body the legs mm-hmm. um so it like leaves the hands and feet out so that they don't overheat um so in may it was still like a little bit cool it hadn't gotten too hot so i kept him in that and throughout that day we had gone to lacapia as a family and he was acting weird like he was very very fussy um and then eventually he just like fell asleep out of nowhere in my arms and i was like that's weird so just like mom intuition he was not acting normal Mm mm-hmm then we got home get him ready for bed put him in that suit um and this was back when he was he hadn't been slept in his crib at all he was still in the bassinet next to me um like up against the wall in the corner of the room but on my side and i'm like rocking him we're i'm singing his like bedtime song uh nothing's working he's wide awake like staring at me um he used to do this thing when he had the very first sleep regression and you spent the night mm-hmm. and did like the night shift because we had, weren't getting any sleep right um back then he was doing like where his eyes would shift back and forth so he was doing that thing again and i was like oh no not another sleep regression um so i finally was like you know what i'm just gonna put him down he's quiet he's just looks like he's fighting sleep so maybe if i put him down then he'll put himself to sleep because at that moment he had never been able to put himself to sleep and I thought well maybe you know he's growing out of needing me to hold him to go to sleep and he is is ready to be independent um so I put him down in the bassinet and we have the outlet camera over his crib but again he's not in his crib he's in the bassinet in the other room so the only way for me to know if he's okay is if I go inside the room and check on him. Mm-hmm. So it's like 10 o'clock. I go into the living room and Woody is studying for finals. Like he's having finals week. He's about to graduate. Um, I think he ended up walking his graduation like that same week. It was like Thursday. It, yes, it was that week. Um, and I'm sitting on the couch. He's finishing up. Um, all, all of his classes were online classes because he's working full time. He's a dad. And he, in online courses in college, you have to respond to responses. It's like the stupidest, like busy work ever. Uh-huh. And so he was writing his response and he made a comment to, to me. And I was like, it's so weird. Like he's fighting sleep. It's, I just laid him down in there and he was awake. And I'm like, I don't know if he'll put himself to sleep, but I'll check on him in like an hour. And like 30 minutes goes by. And Woody makes a joke. Do you want to go check on the baby to make sure he's still alive and breathing? And I was like, haha, very funny. Don't make jokes like that. Um, like, still keeping it lighthearted. Right. And so I'm like, okay. I go to our bedroom, which is the last room in the house as you're walking down the hallway. And I had it latched, the door latch. Like so, pulled all the way shut yeah. so the cat wouldn't go in there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause she likes to stand on my dress or my nightstand. And so I just didn't want her to 
climb in the bassinet with him with him yeah um because i was just terrified like as a new parent it's terrifying to put your baby to sleep when they're so young Uh um and i they scare you in these newborn classes like watch out for sids yeah. sids you, we don't know all why night long and stare at your baby but make sure you sleep when they sleep and it's like whoa hi huh yeah i'm exactly. supposed to watch them while they're sleeping yeah. but get rest while they're sleeping i need to make sure they're sleeping and breathing but also sleep the at the first same six time. months it's, is so stressful it really has been i feel like i've aged like 10 years yeah um Anyways, so I open the door, and all of our house is super old. Uh, it's, like, layered paint on our doors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, it makes, like, a, a sticky crackly, sound. sticky noise yeah. when you My open door the doors. My door does that, too. Yeah. And so I remember in the past when I'd put him to sleep in our room in the bassinet, I would hear him, like... <laughs> He started very easy when he was a baby. Yeah, so he, he was any so... noise he'll start not necessarily wake up, but startle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could hear him like take a deep breath because he startled. And so I opened the door. I didn't hear him do that startled sound. And I'm like, Mom's intuition immediately, immediately like, wrong. Why did he not breathe? So I go over to him, and I'm like, What are the chances that Woody's joke? ends up being real Mm -hmm. so i'm staring at my baby like looking at like breathing points like is his eyes fluttering is his body like his chest going up and down because at this age they still sleep on their back and i'm like how do you find a baby's pulse so i'm literally holding my hand over his nose to feel his breath i don't feel anything i'm looking at him like and I, it's pretty dark in there, but it's, like, light enough from the hallway light that I can face. still see him. Uh-huh. And I'm, like, I don't see his chest moving at all, but it's the suit, too. It's, like, yeah. puffy. So I couldn't tell. And so I was, like, oh, I'm just going to lift his arm and see if he, like, holds it there. Because, like, if you hold a baby's hand up, it stays up for a little bit, and then it slows down, and then it falls down. Um, and I, like, lifted his arm up, and it was, like, lifeless. It just dropped right back down. Yeah. It was so scary. And I was like, okay, let's not freak out. Like, I'm. this is my conversation in my head is, okay, this is not a big deal. Like, this is normal. He's just really asleep. He's totally fine. He's breathing. So then I'm like, okay, where are the pulse points? So I'm like holding my finger, my index finger against his neck, trying to feel a pulse. And I'm like, okay, then the wrist. I'm, like, doing all the normal things that you know as an adult. Like, throughout your life, you remember Mm -hmm, these things. mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I don't feel a pulse, and I'm freaking out. So, like, at this point, I'm, like, I'm going to lift both arms up and see. And both of them flopped down. And I instantly, like, adrenaline rush through my body. I, like, paused because I, like, I was so terrified that he was dead and i'm looking at my dead baby yeah Yeah. so it's hard to move forward Um, because you're in shock and i'm yeah i was totally in shock and i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh what do i do what do i do uh uh, and it's so annoying that you your body does this when there's an emergency and you can't just like jump into like fixing it so i like leave 
go down the hall and I walk halfway down the hall till I could see Woody and I said Woody you need to come to the bedroom right now and he's like you got to be kidding me he shuts his laptop and so fast and says that and starts running down the hallway and I'm now bawling my eyes out um and I was like he won't move I can't get him to like wake up and so I mean, I didn't really try because I didn't want to wake up my baby and make him upset. It's that fine line where you're like, what if it's nothing? Yeah. What if it's something? What if it's nothing? And I'm going to shake him and wake him up and then he's going to be screaming. Yeah. 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 So then Woody grabs him out of the bassinet immediately. Like he doesn't even try to like move a limb or anything. He just picks him up. And you know, when you in movies when they pick up like a dead body and, and the, the arms, arms hang down yeah. past the body that happened with liam and he immediately was like liam 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 wake up and he's like rubbing his, rubbing chest. his chest um and then he's like i can't see in here so he runs with liam in his arms um to the living room where it's super bright he's like let's just see if the light wakes him up um and so he's running and i could tell what he's in like panic Panic mode mode. and i'm more of like i don't know what to do because i need someone who has their shit together mentally to handle this because i can't and what he's like okay let's take the the suit off or whatever and i was like well is he like what's going on and he's like go call the nurse's hotline and i don't know why we thought to call them and not 911 um but like you know in the moment you don't know what's I think what the right answer is I still feel especially as first time parents you feel like you're overreacting yes yeah you're i didn't kind of want i also didn't know like we're also still paying for medical bills at that point and it's like we're so in debt with giving birth and yeah. having a baby yeah. you're thinking the ambulance the- if the ambulance comes what is that charge because no one tells you any of that right. we know that taking an ambulance to the hospital is a lot of money but what is the charge when they come to your house right. but you learn through this process you always call yeah yeah, yeah. no matter what no matter what it is you call we're gonna if they call. come and you tell them to leave yeah yeah um so we call the nurse's hotline and i in the moment so panicked i dialed the wrong phone number and i i was like it's going to voicemail it's going to voicemail i don't know what to do and woody's like here take him and try to wake him up but by this time we ran back to our bedroom and turned all the lights on he's still like asleep he looks white his eyelids are purple um his lips weren't blue or anything but i was just like he looks dead mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. um and what he went to the fridge where the number is and he dialed and he was like you had you had the wrong number i think i like dialed like australia or something mm-hmm. like i just You're i panicked. don't know how i messed up that bad um but i was panicked um and so when he was like take the thing off and i was like i i don't know what to like what if he is dead like i don't want to take it off so i'm like sitting him upright in my arms but his like head is like wobbled to the side we finally get the nurse right away yeah. Um, because we said, like, it's an emergency. We think, but we don't know. We need to talk to someone. Um, so she was like, okay. Um, rub his chest. Rub his back oh. and, like, put him on his belly almost to get him to react. And she was like, try this, try this, try this. Finally, like, after two minutes. So 
leading up to the phone call, it was like two to three minutes from me walking to check on him to then Woody panicking and calling. And then on the phone, we were, it was like two minutes on the phone with the nurses when he finally turned back to his color, opened his eyes. He's screaming now. Um, And like now him being eight months old, the crying and screaming, I can, yeah, it gives me anxiety, but not as bad as back then. Mm Because I always was like, he's crying. What's wrong? Something is wrong if he's crying. And so in that moment, because I was panicked, he's crying. He's upset because he's awake that I could not hear a single word she was saying. It was like full. And that's the weird thing about motherhood is like when you're baby, it's almost like when a bird hears their baby in the nest chirping, Mm -hmm. she comes right away. Yeah. It, it's like that like it's weird like everything how else is you're you're human but you have animal super instincts super focused yes i agree um, so i just like had woody talk to her um but she was like i highly suggest you take him to the er immediately like don't think that this isn't a big deal because a baby should never be unresponsive it's it's where um he was anytime I mean, we'll get into that, but anytime a baby is unresponsive like that, mm-hmm. it could be something you else. You saved them from SIDS. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that's what I was like afraid of was, oh my gosh, did we just save, was he going to die? And so like that whole night we went to the ER, we went to like Lakewood Memorial thinking, okay, we're going to the closest possible mm-hmm. just in case. And I'm like bawling in the car, what he's driving um and we like put him in the car seat and we like he's in his infant car seat that you can transition from the stroller it's like a carrier yeah um and he drops us off in the front of the er and i'm bawling my eyes out i'm talking with the people in the office then they're asking for all of our insurance information and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I need someone to look at my baby right now. Yeah. Like, I don't... Let me do this later. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't know what it is. We'll have to do x-rays and examine him. But we don't have a pediatric center at this hospital. And I was like, you're not doing anything to him. We're leaving. And that was like 12 minutes of being there. Um, and that cost us an arm and a leg. Um, but I was like... I'm not they wanted to take blood they wanted a chest x-ray because they wanted to see like if is he is it is there an illness is it like cancer or or something yeah yeah. um or is his heart not working or his lungs not working is that why he fell into such a deep sleep that he was unresponsive um but when we first got there and they were like oh what's wrong with him and they came out he was unresponsive again. again And I just started bawling my eyes out. And Woody was so amazing because he, like, had him in his hands at home and experienced that. And he, the next day, like, bawled his eyes out. And he was, like... Yeah, he told me that he felt like he was carrying his dead son down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a little choked up. I know. It's so hard. Um... I just feel so bad for anyone who has lost their baby to SIDS or like anything 
because I don't think it's fair for babies to die. It's harder when you're there, you know, yeah. like that traumatic experience is probably never going to go away. Yeah, because I was like, I didn't even get to enjoy the last time I was with him because he was so difficult and yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but we ended up leaving because I just didn't trust them and they were like, you have to sign a waiver because like we don't want to be liable and if something was to happen they were going to trans they were going to take his blood and do x-rays before transferring him to long beach which has pediatric they wanted to get their money first yeah and then i was like well i'm not paying for all of this when i'd rather go to chalk yeah so me me and woody were like he went to go get the car and we were driving through the parking lot to leave and i was like do we go to chalk or do we go home and just literally watch him take Stay up shifts? All night long. Yeah. And I felt bad because like he didn't finish his homework that night and he emailed his uh, teacher and he was like, I, I had an emergency with my child. Like here's all the proof and everything. Um, I don't even know what happened with that, but I don't think the teacher gave him credit or anything like, but you know, it, that doesn't matter. And he ended up graduating anyway, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went home, and I had him in my arms all night long. I s- sat up and fell asleep, and that's literally how we spent the first, like, two to three months together, me and Liam, was him sleeping in my arms because I was so terrified of SIDS, and yeah. then we got the luxury of him sleeping in the bassinet and I got a few nights of sleep like that but then we're back to me holding and being terrified that he's gonna die um and there's actually a movie with Natalie Portman I think her name is and her baby dies of SIDS and I watched this like years and years ago like way before me and Woody started dating and like the first five minutes of the movie she's holding her baby after giving birth and she's breastfeeding the baby and the baby dies of sits in her arms and so in the back of my mind since being pregnant with liam and bringing him home and before the brewery incident that was in the back of my mind like i don't think i can ever recover if my child dies in my arms Mm -hmm. from sits like Mm -hmm. i will never be the same Mm -hmm. um so I'm like kind of a little blessed that he was in his bassinet and I feel bad for Woody that he experienced that. Um, so that was Sunday. Monday morning, I call the doctor, uh, his pediatrician, and I don't know if it was just like a busy season or something, but they didn't weren't able to see me until Tuesday morning and mm-hmm. we did a video call. Um, and I'm like showing Liam and she's asking me questions and I'm like, he's a little bit better now, but he's like very quiet. And it just like, I still don't feel like he's back to himself, but I told her everything that happened. He was white, like super, super pale with, um, his eyelids were purple. Um, I watched for his breathing, his arms went limp and then his body was full limp. 
and she said take him to chalk immediately actually i think that was wednesday morning yeah Mm -hmm. so we called on monday they didn't call me back so i called them again on tuesday set up a call for a month or wednesday morning and then that's when she's like you need to go to chalk immediately Mm -hmm. you're gonna ask for all of these tests and she listed them out and she's like do not leave chalk until they have done a blood test an ekg they've taken an x-ray of his chest to make sure his heart and his blood and his lungs are all normal like Mm -hmm. completely normal Mm -hmm. and then if they don't do the other tests then we can order them and so um we head over there and Mm -hmm. me you and liam we had done a little bit of research in the one day between yeah and and there was a few things like some people were like i think it was a seizure some people thought it was this and that and and i saw the brewery and i was like i think this is what it was yeah i mean it was almost exactly the there's four there's four things that a brewery has and he had all four yeah except for his lasted longer than normal yeah um and even the tech the nurse that signed us in mm-hmm. um that you explain everything to and then they take you to Rome. Remember he said, I think I know what it is, but we're going to run the test before. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came and visited Because he couldn't really room. say what it was. But then after everything, he came to visit and he said, I knew that's what it was. Yeah. And Liam is, oh, Liam's flirting with all the girls and smiling. And I'm like, I swear he wasn't like this before. He's just, you know, new atmosphere new people yeah and they're like even when he doesn't feel good he'll smile at you though yeah Yeah. i mean it'll be a small quick smile but it's still there yeah um so they took his blood and oh in urine remember the urine oh my gosh okay so the blood the urine and the x-ray the x-ray was the least but holding your grandson down while they put a catheter in Mm. to get a urine sample was torture luckily they did like the urine sample and the blood right away yeah. so he was crying through that whole thing mm-hmm. and then when you take him in to get the x-ray you have to hold him down mm-hmm. while they do it and he's crying mm-hmm. that was like it was kind of like i just jumped into auto auto mode you know like almost like it was outside my body yeah it wasn't me mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. yeah yeah that day lasted so long and it was the day before Woody walked at graduation mm-hmm. and so um we checked in a little after four we had the doctor's appointment too then the appointment was or the ER was from four to like nine thirty at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. um and it was a lot of waiting around and talking telling the story over that and was the hardest over part over and over and I'm like like it never got easier and i was like can you please stop asking me questions Mm -hmm. because i cannot keep saying i thought my baby was dead when Mm -hmm. my husband picked him up Uh um we were calling it a brew and the guy the doctor came in and he's like he had what we call a brewie yeah and we're like oh brewie yeah Yeah." we're like yeah we looked it up (laughs) we're like we knew it and he's like, oh. Um, but uh, he said that if he ever has another one. Then he has to be checked for seizures. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that was the one thing that he didn't have that was on the list was seizures. Um, And I was just like, I don't know if I can handle seeing my kid have a seizure. But he did say, get rid of the sleep sack. Yeah. He said there's absolutely zero proof that they do anything. Yeah. And you want your baby to startle. Yeah. You do not want your baby to be in that deep sleep. Yeah. So um, someone gifted us that suit. And you thought it would be the best one because he can move. Yeah. The other ones tie the baby down. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I said in a previous episode when we said we were going to talk about this in more detail that I didn't even want to give this suit away or like I like just want to donate wanna, it or anything. I don't want to donate it. Because you don't want another baby to be in that suit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how these are okay to be on the market. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it, it, and um, but it is an it's an unexplained event is the UE part of Brewy. Right. So I it might feel not have like been it's, it. I feel like it's like a deep REM type sleep. Mm-hmm. It could be the pre of SIDS. Yeah. Um, you know, these sleep sacks, and I know so many people use them, and their kids are fine, which is fine. I'm not saying don't use them. I'm just saying. Your children, your infants should not be in a deep sleep. Yeah. There's a reason why they startle, and it's to keep them alive. Yeah. Um, They don't have proof of what causes SIDS. They don't even, they change the way you lay the baby. Yeah. You know, every 10 years. So Um, it's unfortunate. I will say it goes by quick, as tired as you are, and Mm -hmm. you feel like you can't go another day. Yeah. Without getting six hours sleep, at least. You know, mm-hmm. it goes by fast. Um, I just think there's a reason why babies don't get into a deep sleep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think it's really hard to not look at other people and get recommendations or not be swayed to, oh, if they're using, or if everyone's using Everybody's it, using then it. But, it's fine. But you know what, there's fine, so but... many products out there that are unsafe. Yeah. That, um, the Dockentot, mm-hmm. which yours is a snuggle me. Yeah, and mine's and still it, not, okay. There's, you know how many women say don't use those? And yeah. we still used it. Yeah. I mean, uh, looking back, he had a little baby pillow, because I was terrified of him getting a flat head. Yeah. But... And he was on that, so then I ditched the pillow and the suit. But they said that make sure nothing is too close around the baby's neck when sleeping. Yeah. Like, make sure the head's not propped up or anything. Because they cannot lift yet. Yeah. And they'll, like, strangle Strangle themselves, basically. So basically, you don't want to put them on a pillow because their neck could be curved down, like their chin into their chest. And they don't have the strength yet to lift that up. Yeah. You don't want to put any blankets or anything because if they were to fall, roll over, which they don't roll over yet, but if it was to get on their face, mm-hmm. they can't get that Liam off yet. Had, They're not strong enough for that yet. Liam had pretty good. Remember, he would just like pull blankets off. Mm-hmm. He's always been strong. Yeah. Yeah. He had a strong neck to like move his head, but I don't know. I think it. I think something was wrong. I definitely think something was off because you had your mom, mommy intuition that something, he wasn't right. Yeah. And any doctor that looked at him would have been, he's fine, but you know your baby mm-hmm. and you know something's not right. Yeah. You always go with your gut. And that's also why I loved the doctor that 
saw us was he's like you know i totally trust you you know your baby best yeah he didn't make you feel like you were dumb yeah like like, oh gosh another exaggerating mother or whatever he was like we're gonna run all the tests i think i know what it might be but we're gonna run all the tests and find out yeah and the ekg was like a lot there's a hundred stickers all over him. oh yeah and i was just like we did one test at a time and each one was like negative and i will say that chalk hospital i mean they're the best they're so amazing at what they do um i'd like to go there <laughs> honestly they were cheaper too yes. between lakewood and yes we were there for five hours and all the stuff you had done versus nothing you had done at lakewood yeah yeah i know and i know we were there for like maybe 20 minutes yeah i know i was so mad when i got the lakewood bill i was like you guys are awful yeah. And they well, they put level four on one of the bills, and then the other one said level three. And I was like, okay, so which one is it? Yeah, you can contest all that, but... Um, I already paid for it. It's fine. Just put it behind you. Yeah. But now you know that no matter what, if it's coughing and choking, just call 911. Even if you're going to yeah. do Heimlich or use your choker thing to get him, just call 911. Yeah. He gets stung by a bee, just call 911. Because... What's the worst thing? He's better by the time they get there and you go, he's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They don't care. That's their job. Yeah. And um, I know people get like petrified about ambulances and stuff. The ambulance comes even if you don't say ambulance. Yeah. If you just say, just send the paramedic or just send an ambulance, here's the call and they're coming. Mm-hmm. And a lot of insurances cover it and you can get a discount and things like that. So don't, if it's something where you can't drive him. Mm-hmm do that um and then like with your Mm de-choker thing maybe practice that yeah because i think the more the thing is with like the first responders is they practice that over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. until it's like second nature Mm -hmm. so that when it happens you're like okay you go to your rolodex in your brain you're like Mm -hmm. okay like autopilot versus someone that has maybe thought this emergency might happen mm-hmm. in their life but have never practiced it or come up with a plan mm-hmm. it's kind of like they always say have an exit plan for yeah. your family mm-hmm. code words you know where to meet mm-hmm. you know yeah um but i look at the we have a de-choker in our baby drawer we have like a designated kitchen drawer for all of liam's stuff and like every two to two weeks to a month i look at the instructions and i'm like oh yeah pull up not pull down yeah so that you're comfortable with it yeah yeah Yeah. so that when it i don't want to i don't want the day to come but if the day comes i'll be ready yeah and you just gotta stay calm and do it yeah yeah um there was also some new fire extinguishers that i found Mm -hmm. um that i'm gonna order uh they're like for kitchens but but it's it's a new kind that doesn't spray like the other ones okay that are much easier to use okay so that you can have those too. Okay. I don't know. My little brother lit the house on fire, so. <laughs> well, we can't light this house on fire. <laughs> no, I don't want you to light any house on fire, but I'm just saying that, you know, now you see how you react in a mm-hmm. moment like that, that you need to have a plan. Yeah. 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 And now I like notice everything even remember when we were with aunt connie and aunt liz and you were explaining the story to them and, and i aunt started Con- crying aunt connie said 
always call 911 first. Yeah. And she was an ER nurse for years and then she was a pediatric nurse and I mean yeah. she yeah she's she, done it all she knew it was a brewery too she knew she's like it sounded like a brewery yeah but yeah I like I think I've pushed it down so much because it happened in May we're only in it, it's October 2nd but it brought you right back but yeah just, I did kind of not forget about it but as, like, as I was out explaining of my it mind yeah yeah. I was like, but I thought it would be it. a really good uh, uh, subject to share because they teach about SIDS yeah. in in class, and that's the only thing that you think is happening, and you know that there's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. There's no resuscitation for SIDS. Yeah, it's over. And I think for new moms, if they knew about this, mm-hmm. they might think, oh, this might be, you know what I mean? Yeah, to where you don't go into full panic. Yeah. Um, but Basically, you know it's serious. Brewy is they're still breathing. It's a slight shallow breath. Mm-hmm. They're not responding, um, and there's and now no you know reason where to check for the pulse. Yeah, the pulse it's is not under the arm, under the armpit, not where you do it as an adult. Yeah. Well, it's like um, it's it's easier to feel it that way. Not the armpit. It's the inner arm right next to the armpit. Yeah. Um, kind of like you, there's like a birth control that you could put in your arm, and it's like this. It looks like a toothpick almost right there on a baby. Is where you can feel it. Is where you can feel it. So you learned a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't want to learn it that way. But, I mean, I... It was really scary. I prayed to God so much. I said, please do not let this happen again. Like, let's make it to one years old. Because they kept saying, like, once they're one, none of this happens. Yeah. Yeah. But... um, Other things happen. Like other things like broken arms and broken arms, falling out allergies, of, falling out of trees, jumping off roofs, jumping off roofs at one, getting sick, yeah, tripping and falling. I don't know. This boy is. Ugh, he's a daredevil. He, he thinks he's invincible. Yes, and then he lands on the floor and he looks at you and he starts crying and I'm like, well, bud, <laughs> I, I know you don't understand the words. Be careful, but there's a reason why my hand keeps going out to help you. Yeah. And he keeps yeah. shoving your hand away from he, him. He's a learn the hard way. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. And he, Ugh, he's, he's right now, he's in discovery mode mm-hmm. where he just wants to discover, like, if there's a couch, he wants to climb on it. If there's a chair, he wants to go under it. You know, he's just like, mm-hmm. Anything that's not a toy, he wants yes. to know more about. Yes. I feel like he's going to be an extremely smart kid. Yes. But he's going to get in trouble just to figure out things. Yes. He's definitely a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Full boy. Ugh. And that's why I didn't want to have a boy first because I'm like so sensitive that like I'm like terrified of a baby. Like whenever I would see like a baby trip and fall, I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Like I'd. You have to really work on your jerk reaction because I know oh, I yeah, do too. <gasps> that's yeah. the worst thing you can do when a baby falls. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been working on not saying, are you okay? But saying, did that scare you? Did you get hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want them, you don't want to push the feelings down. He fell today and I was like, you're okay. And I was like, oops. Then I gave him my hand. He pulled up off my hand and then I rubbed the back of his head and I was like, did that hurt? You want me to rub it? Yeah. You know, you're supposed to validate their feelings and not 
have them push them down, I guess. I and mean, especially with boys, because Woody has told me this, and some of his friends have told me that they're, men are not allowed to feel. You're just always supposed to be okay. No matter what, you're supposed to be okay. Right. Your feelings do not matter. And that's why a, a lot of them, like when you're s- pouring out your feelings and then they're quiet, yeah. you're like, they're not saying anything. They're just sitting there because they have to process. They have to process their feelings yeah. because they were told not to Shut process feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. I, and I did that to you guys. Stop crying. Rub some dirt on it. No, you never said that. I did. Maybe you said it a few times, but not enough for, for us to be like... It didn't like stick with you guys that you're no. like, my mom never let me feel feelings. No, if anything, it was hard for us to express our feelings to each other because we would make fun of each other. That's siblings. Yeah. That, that, so it's hard it, to like it, trust that, your sibling. And that's not- a hard one. I don't even know what kind of advice to give you when you have multiple kids because that helps you in adulthood. Yeah. It gives you a little... I'm not saying that you should put thick skin on your child, but mm-hmm. it it helps you to negotiate relationships yeah. at work. Who can and you trust and who can you yes. not trust? Sibling fights, mm-hmm. even though they kill mama's heart because mm-hmm. mama wants to help whoever's down mm-hmm. in yeah. that fight, but they need it. Yeah. I think it. what I want to start as a tradition when my kids are sitting at a dining room table and we're talking while having dinner. I want to do the rose and thorn. Yeah, that's really good. That way we can have a discussion as a family on how we feel. I think also I would have done this if I would have known back then is that when one of you were teasing the other or one of you got upset, probably encourage you more to express your feelings to that person that hurt you. Yeah. Like w- what she said, What? how did that make you feel? And then is that what you were trying to do? Are you, were you trying to make her feel that way? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you can see that your snippy remark, not yeah. you personally, but the child's snippy remarks, it just flows off the tongue. You don't think twice about it, but the other person's hurting. So yeah. you need to like kind of learn how you're... Yeah. Yeah. How to communicate properly yeah. without bitching at someone or making someone cry. Yes. And not knowing why they're crying, kind of a sidetrack. But no, but it it helps with the growth of a family and yeah, figuring it out. The first year of figuring it out, you're kind of figuring it out all the way through. But nothing can prepare you for parenthood. You just learn it all as you go, and you'll get to the point where you'll feel like you messed something up, and you feel that parent guilt and stuff. And really, you have you know you have. You might have anger or or resentment to your own parents for things that they did. But then if you think about it like that, you're trying your best. Your parents were trying their best, you know. Yeah. It's hard to get through life. And then it's add hard parenting to not and mess up the next generation yes. because right now, well, I grew up working with older millennials and them thinking they weren't millennials and i'm like you're a millennial too you're acting like a but millennial. um they would always be like oh come on don't be a millennial yeah. and i'm like you're making me feel bad right about the way my parents raised every me. generation is, but then, should be you should be happy yeah but then i'm thinking okay well boomers are hide your feelings and act like everything's okay 
every generation is different. Every generation is doing the complete opposite of because you're they trying were doing. to fix what happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. But then you. But then you mess up mess the next up. generation because it's kind of like, uh, you know. You had the stay-at-home generation mm-hmm. where the mother was there, the father worked, whatever. And then you had, um, in the 70s, some women went to work. In the 80s, most of the women went back mm-hmm. to work. And so a lot of latchkey mm-hmm. kids. But I think it's like the old, um, if your parents were super strict with you, you were super lenient with your yeah. children, then your children are going to be really strict with theirs because you were lenient with them, yeah. you know? And they were like, I got away with everything. Yeah. My kids aren't going to get away with anything yes. that I got away with. Yes, yes. Yeah. My parents yelled at me all the time. I'm never going to yell at my kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just hope I'm a really good mom. I think the best thing that you can do, and I don't know, obviously I'm not mother of the year, but what? I think that I made a lot of mistakes, but I think, and even when I see someone talking like, oh, me and my daughter got in this fight today or whatever, my teenagers being this, I said, the best thing that you can do is apologize when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Because not saying anything, Mm because I never heard apologies growing up, not saying anything leaves the child to sit with that. Mm -hmm. Their behavior, your behavior, everything that, you know, and you can come out and show that you're human, that I lost my cool. Yeah. I'm really sorry, you know. And also another thing to keep in mind is the kid is overthinking everything on Mm -hmm. what they did wrong and a parent forgets. Yes. If you like, like look back at your childhood and I look back at my childhood, I can look back and be like, bio dad doesn't remember any of that, but I remember everything because yes. I wasn't told sorry. Yeah. So I was sitting there like, what did I do wrong? And and your memories are on? valid. They're yeah. your memories, but it might not be the way he remembers things. Yeah. 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 And like, I just think of like my other friends who have issues with either their mom or their dad and i'm like they probably it happens right away they say that one thing and then they completely forget Mm -hmm. but you're here sitting overthinking it yeah and it's now damaging yeah so a lot of times i run i try to think i know i'm not even a year into being a mom but when i lose my cool i think he's going it's gonna affect him and i'm gonna forget so I need to like do something, walk away, let him cry, and then come back a whole new mom. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing that you can do, especially as your kids get older, is be relatable. I think yeah. that's everything in life is, you know, people are afraid to share their true selves or where they've made mistakes in life, but it makes you more relatable. Yeah. You know? And if no your one parents can, can see relate you to as, perfection. Yes. If your children can see you as human Mm -hmm. that makes mistakes Mm -hmm. you know you don't really want I mean I know a lot of parents that don't want their kids to know anything about them or you know it's like I'm the boss and I say this and you know you never see them off their game or you know but I don't think that that's you're not forming a good relationship I don't feel and then your kid will see you as like I feel like I'm having a mental breakdown because I can't juggle work and kids and my parents, my parents made it look so perfect. easy Yeah, and it's so hard. Why is it so hard for me when I'm sure it was just as much of a struggle? It is a fine line between being the authoritative and being the friend, mm-hmm. but I think you balanced it pretty well. 
Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Sorry went off. <laughs> She's listening. Um, but <laughs> if you struggle with any of this, it's proof that you're a good parent. Yeah. Because you're thinking about it. Yeah, you've, you've told me like um, parenting isn't easy, so if it's easy right now, then <laughs> you're probably not a good parent. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, strong parenting, good parenting is very difficult. Yeah. It is sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, thought, yeah. research, skill, Stress work. You know, of worrying it's about real your family. easy just to say, yeah, do whatever you want. Here's some money. Here's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Believe me, I think I told you this when you were a teenager, and I said, um, um, believe me, I would l- yeah. love to let just let you do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But that's not safe. Yeah. And that's not going to get you where you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lazy parent. Well, I, I always thought it was so unfair, and then I got used to it, like, not having too much freedom in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the last couple months of senior year, I like a kid, some girl in my graduating class showed up to school and they were drinking vodka before mm-hmm. school. And at first I was like, how could you drink vodka? One, disgusting. Yeah. Two, how can you drink vodka that disgusting at 6 a.m.? Yeah. We, I what is wrong with you? Friends too in high school. Well, she crashed into a car <sighs> driving into the senior parking lot and she was late to class and daddy paid for that issue to go yeah. away for her but i was just like okay i see you guys are all going downhill and you haven't even turned 18 yet mm-hmm. yeah i'm so glad i don't have freedom i do remember you saying that i'm so glad that you cared enough to check on us and yeah and parent us yeah. whereas a lot of these kids here their parents go on vacation and don't know where they're at and you yeah. know yeah Yeah, because, like, even now as an adult, almost 30 years old, if Woody's out of town, like, before I had a baby, um, and I was, like, home alone, it's terrifying. Yeah. And I'm an adult. Yeah. So I can't imagine being a teenage girl home alone in an empty, giant house. Mm -hmm. And rebellious teens might not admit this, but children rebel because they want attention. Yeah. And if they're not getting that attention home, they're going to get it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we've taken Liam all the way from four months to... Uh, 18. 18. <laughs> Graduating high school. <laughs> I don't know if we should record any of this because who knows how he's going to... You know, I'm really big about not saying bad things about other kids. You mean like not saying, oh, not my grandson. <laughs> no, I would never say that. I never said that about my kids. And sometimes I felt bad because you guys were like, you never take our side. And I'm like, I got to get all the details first. <laughs> I'm then not I'll that parent that goes, not my kid. Because yeah. I dealt with a lot of those. Yeah. And it was usually their kid. Yes. <laughs> as soon as the parent says, not my kid, you're like, oh, it's yours. <laughs> and <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or you would be like, Oh, someone's, so-and-so's parent said that da-da-da didn't do that. And I was oh. like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so's I parent told them. me they would never do that. And you're like, yeah, they do do that. Yeah. Or And you're uh, like, oh. A lot of your, a lot of you guys and a lot of your friends confide in me. I mean, like, yeah. I knew a lot about other oh, kids gosh. that 
their parents didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But, um, and then you would tell me, and I'm like, they didn't tell me that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, keep it in the vault. Also, never, ever, ever, ever say something bad about another person's kid. Meaning, I don't know what happens with adults, but they forget that they were in high school and did <laughs> yeah. stupid things. Yeah. You know, all through your 20s, mm-hmm. you know. And they're like, what the hell is wrong with that kid? Or, and I'm like, hello, don't you remember being that age? But don't ever, ever say something bad about another kid's, another parent's kid, another kid, whatever. Yeah. Like, like they're going to get pregnant or they're going to end up in jail. Or yeah. Don't say things like that about other kids. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Don't judge. Oh, like that one teacher that said to you and dad that, that Nigel, Nigel was going to go to jail. jail. <gasps> he was in kindergarten. <laughs> I still think that's it was the hilarious. Vice principal from the school. Vice principal? Yes. And oh, I will she never forget have. that. She I felt my blood boil when we were sitting oh. there. And and dad was like, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, he's always like that. And I was <laughs> like, This is my mission in life now. That kid will not go to jail. Yeah. It, it was more because he has such a he still yeah. has such a sweet, sweet heart. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, no. He has two older sisters that are very controlling. This has nothing to do with him. You know, you should have been like, what is he going to jail for? It was kicking. He was, remember when, remember when your little brother, you guys would take something or he couldn't have something and he would start kicking his legs, kicking you, kicking the toy, kicking whatever was around him. Um, He was doing that at school too. Okay. You know, if it was share time or floor yeah. time, whatever, he would kick his legs and, and he kicked another kid. So we got called in and they're like, he kicked this other kid. And I was like, okay. Yeah, we're really working on them. So what I did was I would say, um, we were trying use to your s- words. use your words, was yeah. our thing. Nigel, use your words. And then I would tap my face and say, look at me when I would talk to him. Yeah. So that he would pay attention to your to lips. My, because he got distracted very, you could yeah. see his eyes wandering when yeah. you would talk to him. And um, look at me, look at me, and then you talk to him, and then I'd say, "Use your words," mm-hmm. and then he would, you know, get upset, and then yeah, yeah it, I I don't remember it being very long, maybe a couple months, and he stopped doing that, yeah, and started using his words. Why didn't you ask the lady? Oh, he's going to jail. Okay, what for? <laughs> uh, Kicking he, a she kid. She said, "No." She <laughs> said, "Watch this one, because he's going to end up in jail." That's what she said. And I was Does like, she know a lot of like, kids that all, end up in jail? Oh, I, dad was probably like, oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, because... Dad rolls his eyes with people who overreact. It, well, <laughs> when I was in my 30s, yeah, 20s and 30s, I was hot-headed. Yeah. Especially when it came to my children. Yeah. You did not cross my children. <laughs> And I was like, how dare you? You don't even... First of all... Did you say anything I, to her? No, I stormed out. <laughs> and I was so upset. Dad was probably like, oh, geez, she's never going to shut up about this. I was... You know when I would get upset back in the days when I would get upset? It was like talking nonstop and you yeah. can't get a word in. Yeah. Just let me roll. Yeah. And he was just oh, letting me roll. that sounds familiar. I was exactly... That's why I tell everybody, Woody, Dad, whatever. I'm like... She's exactly how I was. She'll grow out of it, I promise. Me. me, Her being me. Brittany was exactly... I mean, I... Shannon was exactly 
Brittany is exactly how I was yeah. in my yeah. 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember being like, she should be fired. She should not be around children. How could someone work with children and say that about another child? Because yeah. I was so big on you never say anything about another child. Yeah. Ever. And um, yeah, I, I'll never, ever forget that. I wonder where she is and now. And look at my sweet boy now. Yeah. We had a customer come in. And was it her? No. But Daddy said, oh, remember, it was the principal of so-and-so. And he said her name. I'm like, I know that name. And when she came in, I remembered her face. And I'm like, it was not her. It was the vice principal that we talked to. Oh. So it was Same wasn't school. Her. Same school. Different woman. Yes. But I was like, and you took her? <laughs> And that's why you I'm don't like, mess oh, with anyone. I'm going to be here when she comes in because I'm going to tell her. <laughs> you want to know what my son did? <laughs> He's not in jail. My son is a teacher. <laughs> and guess what? Not thanks to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right. That was a really fun episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I feel like we're back. So we yeah. will be back weekly. Yeah, we have a schedule down. Yeah. Now that Liam is older, more independent. We're going to go unfiltered unless something terribly goes wrong. So enjoy <laughs> a little bit of silence in between the moments and uh, losing our way. Yeah. The next episode is going to be with me and Woody. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we got a little, not tipsy, but you know, relaxed. relaxed you know, right before recording. tipsy, you get relaxed. Yeah. That's so, a good feeling. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. Um, it's definitely like the typical wife and her husband I love it. chatting on a random weekday. <laughs> I love it. Um, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Sutherland Girls. Um, we're here on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple Podcast. And basically any app where you can get a podcast, you can listen to us. Um, and don't forget to follow us or like our episode. Um, at the end of each episode, we have a question um, for you to let us know if you like this episode. And if you could fill that out, that would be awesome. That way we can plan more episodes like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, bye.